This is the politics of everything, and I'm your host, Amber Danes. Welcome to the podcast where we want to discuss the politics of everything from money to motherhood, nutrition to narcissism, startups to secularism, the environment to equality, and much more. Our guests are experts in their field or topic of choice, even if you've not yet heard their name. This is a bipartisan podcast. So while we love exploring varied views and get a buzz from a healthy debate, by no means is this a one-sided forum for any one political view. So please listen up and enjoy the politics of everything. Everyone loves a business hack, right? Well, Madeline Lambert heads up Content Refined, a medium-sized content marketing business in Canada, which is just under two years old. They're growing really quickly and their focus is on cutting-edge online content for affiliate marketers, e-commerce businesses, and SAAS companies. In the process, Madeline has implemented a team pod strategy to streamline and create efficiency and accountability. I have to admit, this is a totally new concept for me, so I'm keen to hear more as we dive into the politics of team pods. Welcome, Madeline. Thank you so much for having me, Amber. So I'm going to dive into your childhood here. As a kid, did you have a dream career? What was it? And did you get to pursue that? As a child, really, I I looked up to my family. So, you know, both of my grandfathers were doctors. One was a surgeon, one was a scientist. And both my mom and dad were actually academics. Um, My dad is a geneticist and a university professor. Um, And my mom had a very long and successful career as a writer and editor. So for me, I always thought that I would probably just continue my education, probably get a PhD of some sort at some point. But uh, then after my undergraduate degree, I didn't really know what I wanted to study. I had been in school back to back to back since I was like four years old. Um, I'd just broken up with a long-term boyfriend and I just, uh, I was in a bit of a bad space. So I decided to put further education on hold and, um, and travel. So I never got my PhD. <laughs> I never, uh, <laughs> I never really continued that dream um, because I had my first little taste of you know adult freedom and realized that there was a lot more to life. And I just didn't want to go through the motions of what I thought I should be doing at that point anymore. So traveling really, really shaped me and changed my career path and direction in life in general. That's awesome. I love it when that happens. I mean, I think sometimes you just assume you're going to go one direction and then, you know, life happens and and something more magical ends up happening. So what was your first job in the end and how did that shape you? My first, I guess my first real job per se, um, I, I, I mean, I served and bartended all throughout my youth. Uh, and so what, I don't like it when people actually refer to bartending and service jobs as like not real jobs because that's the, those are the realest jobs I've ever had. Like absolutely <laughs> serving the general public, it's the hardest thing in the world, I reckon. It's the hardest thing in the world. It tests your patience. It makes you a bitter human being. So, yeah, those those were my first jobs. But um, I guess my my first public sector, private sector job um, was actually working up working at a startup tech company that built custom medical technology. And so this exposed me to two very, very important things in my life. So A, technology, and B, entrepreneurship. So this job was crucial and definitely exposed me to to the world of business for the first time. Interesting. So 
what was the gap between that and starting Content Refined? Did you have some other opportunities in between or did this sort of set the pace for where you went next in terms of your own setup? Well, um, I really, really, really liked the idea of starting my own business. I just didn't really know where to start. And so what really pushed me was the fact that I uh, moved to a small town to be uh, be with the love of my life who lived here. And there were minimal job opportunities up here. It's a small town. It's a small mountain town. So there's there's just not a lot of industry here. And so that really forced me to start thinking about how I was going to do things independently. And I just met the right people. And it was very serendipitous how it happened, but I just met the right people who supported me and partnered up with me uh, to start this crazy ride of Content Refined. So what does Content Refined do and how are you different from your competitors? Because there must be other people who do what you do, but how do you differentiate yourself? Oh, there's tons of different agencies that do what we do. Um, But Content Refined is a content marketing agency. And so basically our our clients hire us to handle the content creation and on-page optimization side of their websites. And what makes us different than other agencies is the fact that we actually hold ourselves accountable for the performance of your content, which not a lot of other agencies do. And so what we do is we really make a lot of effort to take steps throughout our entire content creation life cycle um, that will maximize the odds of the content actually performing well on search engines. That's really different. I've, I've had my I've had my own business for over a decade and I'm in the sort of media training communications coaching space and I've used a number of, you know, SEO optimizing companies of sorts, if you like. And I think that's the thing. It's the accountability piece, which has left me sometimes deflated. So lots of promises, but no guarantees. And I know that's the world of, you know, Google algorithms and things that I don't quite understand, but it is frustrating and makes you doubt the whole industry, if you know what I mean, when you've had that experience a few times. Absolutely. And I, and I speak with clients on a daily basis who have been jaded by um, other sort of experiences with similar companies. And so that's why we've taken the steps and, and done the research and really crunched the data like needed to uh, basically prove our systems. Absolutely. So content marketing barely existed, you know, 10 or more years ago. What exactly is the content marketing game about in a simple sentence or two? And how do you really help the businesses that you engage with, that that engage you, I guess, to do the work that you do? Yeah, that's that's a great question. So in a nutshell, content marketing is the creation and sharing of, of different online content pieces. Um, so that can be in the form of, of blog pieces, of videos, of social media posts, etc. Although Content Refined specializes in, in blog and, and content creation rather than videos and social media. Um, but the intent of, of this content is to educate the readers who are searching for this information online. So the better and more useful your content is, the more Google or different search engines that are out there uh, will reward you with higher searchability and rankings, and thus you'll get more hits on your website. And, you know, we live in a, in a, a world where online is becoming more and more prominent and important. And the more people that hit your website, uh, the better your business is probably going to do. So tell us a bit about this Team Pods concept. What's it about? How did you find out about it as a strategy? And what does it really do in your business? Yeah. So this was something that just kind of formed itself. 
And it came from the fact that I was desperately scrambling to keep the like content refined train on the rails um, as we experience such quick growth. Um, and the reason it happened was because I just ran out of capacity to handle my own clients and grow the business simultaneously. So I, I hired a project manager to help deal with this capacity issue. Um, and that's what got the ball rolling on how like we're going to build this business out. And, and that's basically how my first team pod got formulated. And so the concept is, you know, there's a project manager and then they hire their own production team. So writers, editors, publishers, um, keyword research scientists, and manage their production team as well as their clients. So they're essentially the middle person between the the production team and the client. So how do you get your staff to embrace this concept? Because they might be used to working a certain way and then you're suddenly going to come in and, you know, as the boss say, we're doing this team pod thing. And how do you sell them, I guess, the benefits and also, I guess, the challenges that might come in working differently? And is there an example of how you may have overcome this in the process? Yeah, absolutely. So what I think is so great about the the team pod strategy is that it gives it, it tr- gives people accountability and you're essentially trusting and empowering them to manage their own team um, without breathing down their necks. And people really like that. I'm like an example of that. I hated being like closely, closely managed and, and having my boss like looking over my shoulder at all times, asking for updates at all times, you know? So totally. Probably one of the yeah. reasons I stay in my own business. I've just I just thought I was just not a great employee because of that reason. Me too. <laughs> oh my God, me too. I thought that I was just like a terrible employee because I yeah, I, I hated that. It was there was nothing that bothered me more. And so I don't want to be that that person doing that to my staff, right? Because I, I know what it feels like and it's not a good feeling. And so if I can empower my staff to, to have accountability for their own teams and feel like their clients are really their own, it makes people take pride in what they do and treat their customers like they're their own. Right. And so, and it's really, really hard to, to run a business and find staff that care about your business as much as you do. So if you give them the tools to, to, you know, present their own ideas and really give them the freedom to do their own thing and keep their, their clients happy, I think that's the best way to, to do it. But that being said, it does come with some risks and challenges. And I mean, (laughs) I've never really said this out loud, but at the end of the day, if I had a, a project manager that decided to branch out on their own, um, they could take a huge portion of my business with them. And so that's the the risk I run with this setup. Is it any different to the risk you'd run in if you didn't have it though? Because there's always that danger that, you know, like a, another entrepreneurial employee will one day start a competing business which will disrupt what you do and, and, you know, the business you've built. I mean, I don't see the difference really. Could you explain that a bit more? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're the one building the repertoire with the, with the client, right? Like I, I don't have any exposure to clients anymore. So they're the ones that are, are really, they're onboarding them. They're dealing with their order, you know, like I, I have minimal controls over that once the client has, uh, has sort of come in and, and, been onboarded. Um, and so that's something that. So it's the relationship they're building that you're perhaps cut out of a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. 
but I'd rather them build a relationship with the client than not. So it's a risk I'm willing to take. So as a rapidly scaling business, why is this way of working in these pods, for example, where each one's assigned to several clients and there's project managers reporting back to you versus just having a staff meeting where people are all accountable for their projects? How is this going to work better? What's what's the key result you've seen in this process? Uh, the key result, I think, is efficiency. So I have my like key performance indicators that I ask for every week. And I really only have to have one meeting with each project manager. And yeah, it just kind of, it, it just kind of works for our team right now. And, and you know what, maybe it, as we continue to grow, it might get a little bit more challenging, but right now it, it works really well. Excellent. So as I guess, you know, we move more into your business growing and developing. Do you think you'll just keep adding to this team pods process or is it better sort of for you sort of of startups and small to medium sized businesses where you've got smaller teams versus a large company? What, how do you think that would be different if you were, you know, had grown this to be a corporate where you might have multiple people in, in really senior positions like yourself running a business? Right. So I've, uh, I have thought about that and I think we're going to continue it as we continue to scale. But what I might do is implement like a super pod instead. So what I mean by that is is like double up on the project management within one team um, and see what kind of capacity we can get working like that um, and see if that's a, if that's a good fit. Um, and if not, then we'll, we'll figure something else out. <laughs> Make it up as you go, as they say. The life of exactly. an entrepreneur. <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> Have you found any um, drawbacks with the team pod process? Has there things because you're not dealing with the clients you've missed or perhaps the clients in some ways buy into you and, you know, they suddenly they get this project manager that and they never see you again? Is there kind of that agency sort of structure in place, which I'm more familiar with from my own business, that sometimes clients are disappointed because they're not getting Madeline? I thought that they would more. <laughs> to, to Maybe they don't love you that much. I'm joking. <laughs> Right, no, but for for real, like I uh, think that it's pretty clear what they're going to get as soon as they they sort of onboard. And I have hired the most fantastic team that, like, I I honestly have not received a single complaint from any client about about my project management team. And so, what I really look for is is people with very strong um, interpersonal and customer service skills, and that really, really, really goes a long way. And I, I think that my team is probably more likable than I am. <laughs> so, Excellent. You can keep being the head honcho and they can do the amazing customer relationship bit, which is really the key to most businesses, those touch points of, yes, you do things and other people do similar things, but people like working maybe with your teams. And I think that's the differential for most businesses in, in the space that you're in. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the concept of customer service is a bit of a, a, a dying concept, which is t- really too bad. And so we really try to focus on, on the customer service side of things very heavily um, to make people feel taken care of because at the end of the day, it's, it's their business that's on the line. And we want, to, we want people to feel like we've got a skin in that too. Absolutely. So who've been, who's been your biggest mentor, inspirational pers- person in your business journey and what have they taught you on the on the way to success or about success? Oh, that is such a tough question. <laughs> I've had I've been so lucky. I would have to probably narrow it down to like three big mentors in my life. 
Um, so my, my first one is uh, my business coach, actually. His name is Henry. Um, and he's in his 60s. And he's been an entrepreneur his entire life. And we have weekly meetings. And he keeps me really, really honest. And he's brutal with me sometimes. Um, and which, which is what you need, right? You don't want someone just saying you're doing a good job. That defeats the purpose. Exactly. And so in most of my other like business relationships, I've, I've had sort of just the really good feedback side of things. Whereas Henry really, uh, really is very honest with me and, and gets me to think about my weaknesses and work on them. Um, so he's, he's definitely there on the business side. Um, and then John, my business partner, the other founder of Content Refined, he knows way more about business than I do. He's been an entrepreneur his whole life. He's very successful. He's been a great teacher and friend to me. Um, and I think Content Refined has probably been as successful as it is because I, I just really don't want to let him down. So again, he's giving me accountability over this <laughs> over this business and I, I do feel accountable for it. So yeah, so there's that. And then my my... My partner, he's my best friend, the love of my life, my my baby daddy, and he keeps me very, very grounded and calm and acts as my my voice of reason a lot of the time. I'm a very uh, high, I can be a very high strung person, and and my my mind races a lot and doesn't really turn off. And he's uh, he's really great at grounding me. Excellent. So what would be your wrap-up advice for anyone trying to navigate the politics of team pods? If it's not familiar for them, what would you say to do today? If it's not familiar, I would say... Um, but it sounds like a great idea, you know, like they want to do it, but yeah. don't know where to start. I think the biggest jump is trust. It's really, really hard to hand over a, a big chunk of your business to somebody else. That's like the biggest obstacle that you can face as a business owner. Letting go. Letting go. 100%. It is, but it is so necessary to get to the next step of, of your business. And um, it's going to make you more sane at the end of the day. Uh, so yeah, definitely letting go, trusting somebody else to, to take the reins on a very important part of your business um, is going to be hard. So so practicing that <laughs> would be my biggest piece of advice. Well, you've been awesome today, Madeline. If you do want to connect further with Madeline Lambert and her company, Content Refined, there will be some details on our show notes. Until next time, keep well. Thanks for listening today. If you've enjoyed the politics of everything, we thrive on feedback. So please add a short review and share the podcast with your network and your friends and family. I'm also always on the hunt for fabulous new guests. So if you've got a view to share and an idea how to get our listeners excited, please email me at amber at bespokecoms, that's B-E-S-P-O-K-E-C-O-M-M-S dot com dot A-U and we'll be sure to get back to you. Until next time.